0: All right. Hello. I am Jonathan Troen. Uh We have David Collier here and, uh, you know, so we, we connected online. I, I don't even know how we originally connected. Do you, do you know how we originally connected, David? I
1: honestly don't remember.
0: So, yeah. It,
1: it's, I, I probably saw something that you posted about the self-love revolution and probably caught my attention and I probably clicked on that and then most likely sent you a friend request.
0: Awesome. So, um, so somehow, maybe he saw me um, in the self-love revolution, and somehow, you know, in the Facebook world, you connect with your friends, but you also connect with random people, and sometimes you make friends, and so, you know, he's been responding to my stuff, I've been responding to, to his stuff, I'll be honest, I, I don't even really know what David does, part of the reason why we're here, um, in my head, he's, he's the question guy, because every day there, there's a whole series of questions. So that's, I, I wanna learn more about that. But we decided, you know, after, you know, hitting each other's uh, posts enough, you know, let's just hop on the phone and, and, you know, talk to each other, see who each other are. And I said, you know, why don't we just record it for everyone? Uh, my people that know me can learn about you, David. Uh, your people can learn about me and, it, it all becomes about connection and sharing, which is why we're all here anyway.
1: It all sounds good to me.
0: So that's why David and I are, are here together. So, uh, so I'll start with some questions because I, I want to learn about you. You can interrupt anytime. You can ask me questions. And uh, I, to me, well, before I ask you questions, let me ask you this. Is there anything you would want me or, or people that are watching this to know about you?
1: Probably, but right now maybe because I'm new at this and feeling a little bit nervous, I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> so there's probably something I'd like everybody to know. Oh uh, wait, yeah, okay. Here's something. Here's something just popped to my mind. This is what I want the world to know. For whatever reason, I don't. I honestly don't know why humans are on Earth. Why am I even alive, existing on Earth, other than my mom and dad decided to do something? I don't know why humans are on Earth, but I've been looking for answers to why are humans on Earth for a long, long, long time, and I. Uh, then I find there's, there's a lot of different beliefs, different belief systems, But for whatever reason, since I've been on this path of looking, I find that I'm feeling, I don't know this factual, but I, I'm feeling that my purpose for being on earth is to help elevate human consciousness. And maybe that's because I want to elevate my own consciousness because I want to know why I'm here, what I'm doing. And, and maybe because that's why I was actually put here to help all of us as a collective become more aware of who we are and what we're doing on the planet.
0: Yeah. Could it be that it is really both, you know, that that you're here for a purpose to help raise human consciousness. And then you say, well, maybe my own, is it possible that it's really one consciousness and it all has to either raise or lower together? I
1: know there are a lot of people that have a belief that there's only one consciousness. My perception is that there's a collective consciousness, but then there's a, a, a huge number of individual consciousness.
0: Yeah.
1: It's kind of like the Borg. I don't know if you ever watched Star Trek, but it's <laughs> yeah. like a collective, but they're all individual, but they all acted as one. You know, but it, it's, like I, it's like you're, you're a human being, you're a complete, entire human being. I'm a complete, entire human being, but yet we're both members of the human species. Yeah, But you're an individual and we as a group are an individual of a sort because it's like we're not the same animal family as the dogs and the cats and the horses and the cows. You know, we're, we're like just a, a species in and of herself, but yet we're we're whole complete individuals as well. But yet the entire body that you have is not just one body. It's actually made up of, I don't know, millions or billions or zillions of other particles, cells and molecules and all that stuff. So I think there is the whole, the collective of the consciousness, but then there's also your individual consciousness, which is contributing factor to it, and then mine, which is contributing factor to it.
0: Now, what, what called you to go searching for this, why are we here? When did that start?
1: I don't know exactly when that particular question started. I think probably at a very young age. I remember going back to my earliest one of my earliest memories um I got confused when I was 2 years old I got real confused and then uh and then later when I was 3 I got terrified real terrified and then uh when I was 17 I was doing something that I enjoyed I thoroughly enjoyed it but then I I realized one day that uh I'm doing something I not be doing and what it was at that particular time I actually smashed my car into another car that I could have avoided. And I made a conscious decision to not to not apply the brake, to not change lanes, to not avoid the collision. I made a conscious decision to go ahead and hit the car. And I enjoyed it. But then I realized what occurred. It's like afterwards, I, I, I noticed when I just drove through somebody's thoughts and emotions and images. And then I looked at the driver of the car that I just hit. And I I connected, they were hers. It was like, she was terrified. Then I had a short conversation with her. and, uh, And I realized that, wait a minute, I did something terribly wrong. Why did I do this? And then I decided to not do it anymore. But then the next time somebody pulled out in front of me, similar to what she did, I did the same thing. And then I decided again, don't do it anymore. But then I did it again. And it's like, so I figured, okay, well I'm making these decisions why? Why am I the way I am? Why am I doing the things I do? And I started looking and then somewhere in the path of looking for answers to why I was doing the things I was doing and why I continued doing it, even after I decided to stop doing it. Then I realized, wait a minute, why are we even as a species on this planet? What are, what are we as a group doing and what am I specifically supposed to be doing in society and on the planet? And they just kind of like, so that's one of the reasons why I post so many questions. Is I'm, I'm looking for a lot of answers.
0: So I, I want to ask you because it always fascinates me when people talk about the really younger years, like two and three years old, and, and and say they they remember something. Like you said, you were confused and then you were terrified. Because I have no memory of those younger years, um, and even you know beyond that, I just have I have a few still images in my head of some of those those younger years. So if you're willing to share, and, and if it's too much, you, you don't have to, but I I'm truly curious. What do you remember at two years old that confused you? And then at three years yeah. old, what terrified? Yeah,
1: I'll I'll tell you. And just to let you know, it's like these are memories that surfaced as a result of me asking questions. Oh. I was asking me questions, and then then the answer came to me. Okay, it was like the question, why am I the way I am? Well, one of the answers to the question is. Well, there's actually another question. How is it that you are? And then, okay, well, one way is I'm, I'm confused. And then, well, how did you get confused? And then this memory popped up. I was like, I remember I was two years old based on where we lived. And, um, but when I was at two years old, you're learning how to talk, right? Right. And at two years old, generally the, your parents and other adults, they say things to get you to repeat what they say and then they kind of give you kudos, hugs, award, you know, reward. They reward you for, for repeating what they said, right? Right. Okay. Well, my parents were arguing, as I remember, the vision, and one of them, I'm gonna speak a, a foul word here, some people may or may not like it, but one of them said, fuck you, to the other. I honestly don't remember which one it was that said it, I just remember that those were the words. Yeah. I remember the door was open, Our yard was fenced in. I walked outside. I saw somebody, I think it was a teenager. I didn't know who it was, but they're walking down the sidewalk. When they got close to me, I said, fuck you. Mm. My mom heard me. She reprimanded me. Um, She put soap in my mouth. Mm. And it was a horrible experience. And at two years old, whereas previous to this, I'd only been rewarded for repeating what I said. but now. And as I'm doing anal- analyzing, okay, the same behavior. And now I get punishment instead of reward. And that was nasty. So plus there was also the, the emotion because like, why is she so upset with me?
0: Yeah. You were I, but, doing just what you were taught to do. And yeah,
1: because I was taught to repeat. Yes. So I repeated. And now my mom didn't do anything with the intention of harming me. I'm aware of that. But at the as a two-year-old, I didn't understand. I mean, I'm two year olds are learning. I mean, it's like that's all we are is we're 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 sponges, we're absorbing knowledge and information, and then we're we're learning behaviors. And that the pattern of behavior that was established was they speak, I repeat, I get I get love and attention. And that's what I wanted. But now they one of them said those two words, and then I repeated them, not to either of them, but to a stranger walking down a the sidewalk and what it was that compelled me to step outside and then to, to say those words. I don't know. Maybe I was just trying to get away from the yelling and screaming. Maybe that's why I went outside. And then, then I saw that person and I st- said those words and she heard me. I mean, she was a very attentive mother. She didn't let me just wander off and not know where I was at. She gave me some freedom to roam. The way like I said the front yard was all fenced in. So it was okay to be where I was at. It just wasn't okay to say what I said. But I didn't know that it wasn't okay to say that. And that's the point, my first point of confusion that I, that I recalled. And they came as a result of me asking me a question. That that's what, that's what popped it up.
0: Wow. That's, that's powerful because you didn't even know what the words meant. No, I had no clue what they meant. You didn't know they were good, bad. They were just words. Wow exactly I'm, I'm i'm feeling that you know and i'm a parent too and and every once in a while i hear my son mateo say something that i don't want him to say and i think to myself oh i must have said that and you know and then i try and teach or remember not to say it or you know what, when i did say that word you just said um i i dropped something and i said yep. that and then he he was there so he repeated it and i had to then pretend no i said luck when you drop something on your foot and it hurts, you say luck because that's a good thing in a celebration. So then, then I had to keep re- rephrasing. So you just misunderstood me. Um, so that's how I kind yeah. of played it out. But but yeah, I can understand how how just crazy and confusing that would be. So then what happened to three? You said something happened to three that terrified you. At
1: three, I was a little jabber box. I was sitting, I remember, and again, this came up, again, as an answer to a qu- the same question, but like, how, why am I the way I am? Or well, how is it that I am? Well, I'm, I'm scared. I'm terrified. I just, I don't know why. I just, just feel this terror. And it's like, and it's a, and I was looking for answers. My mind was automatically looking for answers and then popped up this, this memory of uh, being three years old. And again, I'm, I'm connect that to where we lived. We moved so many times when I was growing up that in my mind, well, how old was I? Well, where, where did we live at the time? Because we so, I was in a different different house, and uh so I'm at the kitchen table, and I'm a jabberoc i I'm talking to my mom about something I don't know what i'm talking I don't know what I'm saying, but I'm eating my cereal and I'm talking and um, my dad was in the other room trying to sleep, and he was telling me to, to be quiet, and I wouldn't. I'm just a jabberbox. I think they told me to shut up, and I wouldn't. I just kept jabbering. well, um at the time, I was unaware of it. Now I know because of you know, different discussions, but my dad had been, <clears throat> there'll be emotions coming up. Okay. <clears throat> He'd been awake for three days. Been, um, they called him Bennies. their speed. He was popping Bennies to stay awake because he was driving a truck mm. and the truck broke down. He was, tr- he was trying to build like Olympic to support the family. So he had a real rough time on the road with this one particular truck. He got broke down, he managed to get back on. By the time he got back home, he'd been three days without sleep, Mm -hmm. high stress, and he was still having problems with his truck. And he he was in a good state of mind, right? So and he needed to sleep. I didn't know this at the time. I I recognize it now for whatever reason, his emotions are coming up. I don't want them to, but the RMO let it. But um so what happened was. And I felt that he wanted to hit me to shut me up. He didn't hit me. But way back then where we lived, they had milk was delivered to our house from the local dairy in a glass gallon jug.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or maybe it was a half gallon, but it was in a glass jug. I had my bowl of cereal in front of me. I was eating out of it. The glass jug of milk was sitting next to me. My dad came in. And he loved he loved me. There's no there's never been a doubt in my life that that my dad loves us. It was just he was in a state of mind from exhausted stress and then whatever the the chemicals that are that was in the speed did to his body, and he put his fist through the uh, the glass jug. I felt he wanted to hit me, but he chose to hit the the jug. Fortunately for me, next thing I noticed was there was blood splattered on me and my cereal and on the wall. He cut a major thing in his heart. Then he went running out of the house. I got, I was terrified yeah. and I felt it was my fault. So that was, that was what occurred to three. And, and so these two traumatic things, they're in the subconscious areas of my mind and, and they're affecting me my whole life, even before I became aware of them being there. And, uh, and now at this stage of my life, I'm very aware of them there. And I was like, I'm, I haven't fully found out how to, to, uh, Eliminate the emotion. The, the the I mean, it's good to have the memory. I think, but the emotions is what causes a problem. You know, and it's like, how do you get rid of those emotions? And and so I mean, I'm going off on other things now. I answered your question. I should probably stop talking.
0: That's okay. So, no.
1: Keep going. So that's that's, you know, and and it, so I look at things from different perspectives, different points of view, and sometimes I look at the same thing from different ages. You know, at one point in my life, I was extremely angry with my dad. And it's like, I wouldn't talk with him, wouldn't have nothing to do with him for, for two or three years. And part of it goes back all the way back to that particular instance, you know. But then others had nothing to do with that. it just other things. But again, it's like on the positive side, my dad, is, he's, he's always loved his entire family, including me. He's always been a provider, done the best he could. He's always had struggles. And when I look at how a variety of factors, and I bounce with the way I talk sometimes, I recognize I'm a product of my environment and my genetics and my upbringing. Well, those who affected my life, they're also a product of their environment and their upbringing and their genetics. And it just goes down the line. And I look back, okay, I know something about his childhood. I had a fantastic, beautiful childhood compared to his childhood. And the same thing with my mother, from the different things I've been told. And so there was just a couple of traumatic incidences, but the rest of it was mostly all good.
0: Yeah, those things leave an imprint on us. And, you know, as I hear it, it just reminds me that we have no idea the experiences that people have gone through. Even people that look like they have beautiful lives and people that look like they have difficult lives. And, and then, you know, as soon as we see them and, and in, either in real life or even on Facebook, we, we start making up stories. Like I see you posting all this stuff and I start making up stories about you based on my experiences, not yours because I don't yeah. know anything about you, right? And this is just a really good reminder for me and, and I hope for everybody who, who may be watching this that we have no idea what people went through when they weren't kids. Uh, and and through their adult life too and you know it it happens to me we have a yoga mindfulness center here and occasionally there's someone who comes in and they're just acting in a peculiar way and at the beginning it kind of threw me off I, I, I didn't I didn't know how to handle these people that 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 wouldn't listen to instructions that it were given and, and things like that. And, and I'm thinking, I'm just trying to keep them safe and guide them in the, the, this yoga world and, and I'm practicing kindness. And for some reason, just something's not clicking. And now when I see that, I, I, I make up a new story that something happened to them that I don't know about. Right. And, yeah. and something isn't, isn't connecting. And, and it's not my fault. I'm not doing anything wrong. It's not their fault either. They're not doing anything wrong. There, there's, just something that, that, that happened. And yeah, it's, um,
1: and I agree there's stuff that happened and the thing I've noticed too, because when I was growing up, um, at one point, two of my cousins, their mom ran off with somebody hmm. and, uh, abandoned them. And their dad kind of like freaked out, didn't know what to do. So he dropped them off at his sister's house, which is my mom. And we were all young at the time. And, uh, one of them, his name is Scott Well, Scott and I, we would, we were like brothers. We were actually at one point closer than my brother Dennis and I were. And me and my brother Dennis were really close, but me and Scott, we would do things and we would get in trouble. And as punishment, we would get whippings. I was super sensitive physically and emotionally. My cousin Scott, he was numb. My mom would just barely tap me with the whipping, and I'm bawling, crying my eyes out. It hurt. It hurt severely. My cousin Scott, she'd beat the hell out of him. I mean, from my perspective, she didn't beat me, but she beat him in my perspective, she just whipped him. But he would like to laugh at her. He didn't feel the pain.
0: Hmm.
1: So the same experience with two different people, sometimes we have different perspective. And then also the words, we would, she would say the same thing to both of us, she was talking to both of us at the same time. With me, it would hurt my feelings, so like I was super sensitive emotionally. And I would cry. And my, my cousin Scott, it didn't bother him at all. He would laugh and it would make her mad but it's like so you got one event two people and two completely different responses and and i think that's that's part of what happens with you know why why is a person behaving the way they are well they didn't really respond very well to what they observed or experienced
0: yeah exactly and we we don't know what that past is so so we just assume their past is like ours whatever happened to me you know i'm i'm a normal human being so these other people must have lived a, a similar experience.
1: Yeah, I agree. That's what we naturally normally assume.
0: Yeah. So, And you know, one thing you said is, is, is really interesting and I'll just throw it in here. Cause, cause it is a part of what I teach in, in self-love evolution. And if it's helpful for you, great. If you want me to work through something with you, happy to, we didn't get on here to do coaching. I'm not pushing that. I, I don't coach people without permission. Um, uh, but if you wanna do something now, another time, that, that, that offer's there. But you mentioned about you know, what to do with these emotions that were created so long ago, but, but we still live. You know, we, we have the memory, the memory's not bad, but how do we deal with the emotions? And there are various ways to deal with it. You know, one is certainly just looking at it and being there with it. Um, yeah, I do a lot of that. And, and that's really powerful, not fighting it anymore. And another thing that I work with people on is actually going back to the child that was hurt, right? So for you, the two-year-old, and/or the three-year-old, and taking a picture of that. You know, for some people I talk to, it's the sixteen-year-old or the twenty-one-year-old or whatever it is. And and you know, we all we all no matter what happened to us, um, we all have that that moment as a child where we didn't feel loved, right? And and I I have it too. I didn't go through things like you did, um, so I, I certainly wouldn't compare. But it doesn't mean I don't have have experience in my head that maybe I either misunderstood or I did understand, um, yeah. where where I didn't feel like I was I was receiving love. Um, for me, not less so with parents than than, than with um, you know friends at school and things like that. But there's still that that little boy that was hurt. Uh, so what I do and what I work with people on, it's just one of the elements of, of, of the self-love, because self-love isn't just about loving this today, which it is, but sometimes we have to actually go back and love the child that is still inside of us and still hurting, and be the parent that that child didn't have. Be the person who shows, you know, for me, in my head, it's not the two, three-year-old, it's about the, the, the fourth grader, fourth, fifth grader, um, and I, I sit with them, and then I'm the. Well, what
1: happened? And I'm, I'm curious. Uh, what happened when you're fourth or fifth I, grade? I,
0: yeah, I was I was the the bullied kid in school, so um, I don't know, see. I, I could tell a story, but I, I don't think it's going to make any sense. And, and honestly, I only have bits and pieces. But but this memory that comes up in 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 fourth grade was I I I was I was sitting with a group of friends at school and um i'm trying to remember a song came on i'm trying to remember the lyrics to it and i don't remember the lyrics but but it was something about how how they they kind of put up the the people in the song they put up with this other person who's kind of a friend but he's not the real one type thing
1: okay. and
0: one of the kids in the group then pointed at me like i was that one. Oh. So, I didn't really I did know it affected me at the time, but, but as I kind of went through different processes like you, okay, you know, I go, well, when was the first time I felt this feeling of, of not good enough, right? We, so many of us have this feeling of not good enough. So I had to go back in my head, right? And that's what I do with people. Okay, well, when's the first time you felt it? Well, let's go back. Or, Sometimes we, when's the last time you felt it? And then we keep going back. So when I had to go back to that, that when's the first time I, I felt not good enough, um that was that that's that's the the memory that that pops into my head
1: yeah
0: yeah Uh, so then i just sit next to that kid literally like in my in my head so not literally literally but literally in my head i have a picture of me a picture of him or maybe it's just yeah it's really just a picture of him but i feel me and i'm next to him and Honestly, sometimes he's ready to talk. I give him hugs. Sometimes he just sits there with his back to me because he's not ready to receive. Um, that, it was more like that at the beginning. At the beginning, he, he, couldn't, he couldn't talk. Um, but now, you know, we talk, we hang out, we play, and, and I can ask, he say, what, what do you need from me? And it can be a hug just sitting there can be singing songs together could be go getting some ice cream um that one didn't actually happen for me but but it has happened to people i talked to you know what, what does that child version need and, and and they go it needs uh ice cream and i go okay well i guess you have to go out and get some ice cream then and, and that's kind of you know when we do coaching we, we often give homework and. You know, that was the homework. Go and get some ice cream. Not just you, but bring your childhood self with you and sit there, what's your favorite type of ice cream? Uh, You know, and and have some ice cream. So it's about going back and simply asking, and and, you know, at three, I don't know, two you were learning to talk, but at three you were able to talk, so maybe you can communicate it. What do you need? And then knowing that the people then didn't give you what you need, you give it to yourself and that begins to heal those childhood wounds and childhood traumas which then begins to heal the emotions that come up with them
1: well it's an interesting technique and that makes sense i know myself when i look at it it's uh for me it's just why did this happen you know it's and, and at the time i don't think i thought anything analytical it's just I was just confused when I was two and then I was terrified when I was three. But then later teachings and programmings where my mom was always asking me why I did this, why I did that. It then became became an ingrained thing. And then, you know, when I was seven, like I said, when I was 17, I caught myself doing something that I really enjoyed. I'm serious. I I actually enjoyed hitting that car on purpose. I enjoyed the impact, enjoyed everything about it. Up until the point I realized the emotions and the thoughts that I just drove through of, of the woman driving a car Then it's like i didn't feel so good then and then i started looking back but uh i just points of truth just understanding why and it's like in that and i'm gonna bounce again if you don't mind but this is popping up a a lot of the uh like i never had low self-esteem i was i was confused and i was terrified but i did not have low self-esteem until i was taken to a southern baptist church And that it was because I was operating on, I was doing what my mom my mom told me to do, listen to adults, do what adults tell you. And I was already at the age of 10, I'd already been programmed to where person in a position of teaching is authority. You know, authoritative person is their teachers. The yeah. preacher is kind of like the teacher. I'm used to going to school and sitting and listening to the teacher. And I was operating from the mindset that anything to tell me was true. And you know, and it's like at fourth grade, I'm 10 years old. At the public school, I just learned about the Darwin theory, so I didn't understand the definition of the word theory. I was, to me, it was Darwin fact. Darwin, this is the way it is. My ancestors are apes; they dragged the knuckles, and I'm okay with that. I'm perfectly fine. I didn't know anything other than that, because um, we hadn't been exposed to any religion at this point in my life that I'm that I remember. So at 10, I'm I'm like, uh, just get informed, get educated. My ancestors are apes. There's never anything about me being bad. You know, it's like like I was confused and terrified because of things that happened at home. But I was also, I always felt loved. I never felt there was no love. I never felt a lack of love. There was a lot of violence and hate, but there was also a lot of love. There was more love than anything else. But then I get taken to the Southern Baptist church and, um, and it wasn't my parents. It was actually a school crossing guard. He was a school crossing guard at that school when my mother went to that school. And, he got in a conversation with me and my cousin and my brother that recognized my cousin's last name. He said, I knew this little girl and these boys all these years ago. Well, it was my mom and, and, and their dad. And uh, so anyway, he took us to his church. And then the preacher is telling all the stuff he tells. Born a sinner, always a sinner, never be anything but a sinner. You're, you're um, unworthy. Your good works do no good. Um, uh, pridefulness is bad. Pridefulness is a sin. So you should never ever feel, I mean, my, you should never feel prideful. And I understand, well, I feel, I feel pride when I do something good. Yeah. Well, well, wait a minute. Good works do no good. So I shouldn't do anything good. And pridefulness is feeling good about yourself. Well, I shouldn't feel good about myself. And it's always teaching to repent, repent, feel miserable about yourself. And then singing the, the lyrics in the song, Amazing Grace, part of the lyrics is a wretch like me. And at the time I didn't know what a wretch was, but I was singing the song all the time because it had a beautiful sound to it. And Elvis Presley sang it. It was on the radio. And I loved that song. For the because had a beautiful sound. Then one day, I, I got, um, as an adult, I got curious. I looked that word up, wretch, a wretched person. Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> it's like so. That's that's and I identified that's where my low self esteem came from. Was I mean, I don't think that the preacher intended for me to have low self esteem as a result of his works, but his works produced a very negative effect on me, and uh, and that it's and yeah, I guess that goes back to how a person responds. So I've got friends that that are Christians that, that they had a completely different experience than me, completely opposite. They felt uplifted in church. I felt suppressed from going to church, you know? And I was even at one point at 10 years old because Tick, Tick is the nickname of the guy that, that befriended me and my brother and took us to church. His real name is John, but for whatever reason, he went by Tick. And uh, so anyway, I just had a brain fart. Um, <laughs> gosh, but Tick, his intentions were good. He thought he was doing the right thing. And I was going yeah. someplace and I, I forget where I was going. But anyway, so I'm on, <laughs> I'll stop talking there. I got myself lost. So I know I got our best lost too.
0: Most people think that they're doing the right thing. I mean, some people might be intentionally doing something wrong, but I think most people think that they're doing the right thing. Those people that we think are, what can they be thinking to want to do that? They, they believe they're doing the right thing. Um, yeah. But they just have a different, a different upbringing, the, the different subconscious beliefs, things that were programmed into them as a child based on their experiences, based on their parents' experiences, based on their parents' parents' experiences. Uh, you know, Luis Hay, you know, I think said it best that we're all just victims of victims. And every parent is doing the best they can.
1: Oh, yeah. I I wholeheartedly agree with that. Every parent is doing absolutely the best they can based on who they are at the time and their background, their upbringing. And and I believe that everybody on the planet is doing the best they can at the moment and believing they're doing right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't think
1: anybody does anything completely wrong intentionally. Okay, I'm going to do something wrong now because, well, I want to be wrong. I don't think anybody does that.
0: Right. Well, let me ask you, when you were hitting in the car, did you think you were doing something wrong?
1: No, no. And and I, I finally, actually, I just did something. that I, I just, to me, it was fun. But here's what would happen. And i noticed that you don't say curse words. I'm going to try to refrain from it.
0: But there were certain words that were <laughs> okay. said. There was a word track. Can, is it OK if I say the word? <laughs> They, they pop out of my mouth when I, when I can, I try not to, but I'm not saying that, 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 um, uh, I have an inability. I'm not saying I'm perfect and they never come out. So okay. feel free. Well,
1: I'm just going to repeat the, the word track. The word track got planted in my mind, not by anybody's intention, not a direct intention, but it got planted there. But the word track, when I saw the car pull out in front of me, and this wasn't the first time I did it. And I, I was a teenager. So hopefully I won't get in trouble as an adult for this. But I saw the car pull out in front of me. The first thing that I remember happened, it's like word track popped in my head. And then I started speaking it. The entire word track is you stupid son of a bitch ought to run your fucking ass over. Uh. That was the entirety. Now, what I actually did was I said the first half of that, I then stopped speaking. My friend, John Christ was in the car with me and, uh, Anyway, I, so I said this, the first half of the sentence, and then I made a conscious decision. The conscious decision was to do it. So then I waited, and, and, I, and I realized, okay, I could change lanes. If I, if I move to the right to lane in the, to my right, I can avoid it without slowing down. I recognized, okay, I can apply my brake at this moment slowly and slow down and avoid the collision. Or I can like just wait until there's no point of return. I can I can stomp on the brake, the car will skid. It'll appear as if I attempted to stop. I made a conscious decision. I waited. I slammed on the brakes. I skidded. I hit the car. It spun around. And to me, I didn't think I was doing anything right. I didn't think I was doing anything wrong. I was just doing a thing, and then and I enjoyed it. But then, like I said, as I was about to hit the car, I drove through a cloud of images and emotions which i afterwards i connected with was hers so i didn't think i was doing anything wrong but then after i did it i realized i am definitely doing something wrong i'm never doing this again yeah and uh, but then i did it again the very next time that somebody pointed out from me did the same thing and again i decided not to do it
0: yeah it's so the, say I, something? I want to come back to to today for a minute because what i see is, is is you know this guy that's posting all, all these questions so Tell me about what, what, what you're going through today with all the, the, with all the emotions that are still here, how do they influence the questions, and what, what's, what's really happening with all these questions?
1: These questions, okay, let me, let me do a final thought on what I was talking about, and okay, then I'll answer that. When I, when I, the thing I was able, I was finally able to stop that pattern of behavior, but before I could stop that pattern of behavior, I had to become aware that it was wrong, and then I had to find a, a variety of points of truth. It's like, I was actually subconsciously doing what I was programmed to do Because it was my dad that said that word track when I was riding with him. And so I pulled him out in front of him. It was me when I was like 10 years old that decided when was outside playing with one of my cousins and we were talking about what we're going to do when we grow up That's so well. I want to be like my dad. So I made a conscious decision to be like my dad. Now, at the time when I made that decision to be like my dad, I was thinking he's a hardworking man. He loves his children. Okay, he's he's I wasn't thinking about so much that the marriage, except, you know, he was trying to be a good husband. He just just didn't work out right to his wives and the different ones, different times. But he was a good, hardworking person. He, He went out of his way to spend time with his kids. He was creative person. He could find a way around almost anything. He could fix almost anything. He's a very loving man. So I was thinking about the positive traits, but yet my statement was, I want to be like my dad. Well, now I'm observing my dad without paying attention to the fact I'm observing him. And, um, well, so I pulls out, that's what he, he says. He never did it. He never did it. But yet, but then there is the other point of truth that came in somewhere along the ways at a young age, I decided to do what I was told. And one of the things I was told, my dad would say to me, don't talk about it. Few choice words. If you're going to do it, do it. So don't talk about it. Curse words. If you're going to do it, do it. Okay, so now I'm being like my dad, car pulled out in front of me. I start saying his word track. I'm not conscious of it. I'm just doing it. Now I'm following the command. Don't talk about it. Do it. So I did it. And then there was also the part from that I connected my dot, the dots that connected in, in the process of this, the Southern Baptist preacher that had such a powerful impact on me. Born a sinner, always a sinner, never being thinking about a sinner. What is a sinner? A sinner is a person that does crime. Maybe, maybe it's breaking God's law. Well, if you're breaking God's law, well, you may as well be breaking man's law too, because they're kind of like connected, you know? Because I imagine one of God's laws is to obey man's laws. So, and your good works do no good. So why, you know, so that's kind of like, if you're not going to, so it was just, there was a whole lot of things connected in there. And when I connected, when I found enough of the dots, points are true, then my decision, don't do it, stuck. And I, and I haven't, and, and, I, and I stopped hitting them. So now the point of the questions, get to the question. One of the reasons why I
0: you go there, I want to pause you and thank you for pushing back on me to give me the rest of that, that understanding, because that is just hugely insightful. Um, And I don't think most of us have that understanding about ourselves. And I think that's really important for us to understand about ourselves, that the things you do are are based on those things that that someone told you. And even, you know, they didn't do it, but they said it. And they said, if you're going to do it, do it. And also, I think it's a reminder to parents. Like, you have to understand that what you're saying goes into your children. And and it will land in their subconscious. And yes, they can wind up at 30, 40, 50, 60, and then start dealing with it. But, but we can also as parents begin to, to not be perfect, but seek to be more mindful about how we speak to our children.
1: Well, I, that mindfulness, I agree 100%, that's, that's so important. And back when we were growing up, that wasn't even a term that I was aware of, I don't think. And I'm sure in my parents' day and age, if that wasn't anything anybody thought of, mindfulness, being in the present moment, being aware of what you're doing and who you're impacting, how you're impacting,
0: no, never heard of it when I was a kid. Totally. No,
1: and then the thing that, that uh, I remember as a in my twenties, I was talking about this a lot, and there was a teenage girl I was talking to, and because this is when I was still searching for the answers, right? And um, she had me to point out, you know, when I point a finger, I got three coming back at me. What part of that are you responsible for? And that's when I found the the part. Okay, well, I'm the one that decided to be like, I'm the one that decided to do what I'm told. So it's their influence is only a portion of it but then when i look deeper it was my decision yes to obey it was my decision to be like so there there was a point of personal responsibility as well as other responsibility and then when i look even deeper now just a lot of people can't go this deep but if what i was taught in church in the southern Baptist church is true if there is an almighty supreme being that created all things and if all things are going according to his will well, it was intended that somebody play that role that I played. Yeah. So from that perspective, I didn't do anything wrong. I just volunteered to so, say, yeah, I'll be that guy. You know, I did may have done it knowingly way back on the track, or maybe I did it unknowingly, but yet if things are going according to an original intention, then we've got the law of polarity. You know, it's like if there's going to be a, a cop and robber game, you gotta have somebody playing a cop, you gotta have somebody playing a robber. If you if yeah. there's going to be a victim, if there's going to be a, a victim and, and what, what do you call the person that, that, that victimizes people, the bully, if there's going to be a, a, a victim and bully type of game, somebody's got to be the victim, somebody's got to be the bully. And if a person is running around believing I'm unworthy, I don't deserve, and they have a nice car and they're believing I'm unworthy, I don't deserve, somebody comes along and takes the car away from them. It was based on the original yeah. intention way back. So should any, of, should any of us feel bad, really, about anything we do if it's all in line with the original intention? Analytically, at this point, I say no. No one should ever feel bad about anything other than if they want to feel bad because, well, that's one of the – there's several emotions that are feel-bad emotions, and there's reasons for all those emotions to exist can't be bored if you're up and down on that scale of emotion. Well, we
0: don't, we don't have to, to ruminate and feel bad about everything we've done. And at the same time, perhaps there there's room for change. Perhaps there's room for learning so we can do something else like you did. You did change the habit.
1: Oh yeah. And there's definitely room for, 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 um, for learning and change. And then once I believe once we learn, once we become aware of the impact we're producing, then we can make a conscious decision. Okay, well, from here, do I want to improve the world or do I want to harm the world? Do I want to assist people in achieving their worthwhile goals or do I want to assist them in achieving their victimization goals? Because many of us were, were programmed to believe you can't do anything about anything. It's not up to you. It's, it's, you just got to take what you're, you just got to take what you're given and be satisfied with it. And you just, you just can't do nothing about anything. But yet, we can do something. And it's like, okay, well, I can consciously choose to participate in a conversation, or I could consciously choose to ignore the conversation. I could consciously choose to find out what you're, what are you, Jonathan, trying to accomplish in the world for society. I can assist you in that, or I can try to slow you down, interfere with it. Well, I don't want to slow you down, interfere with it, It's like, well, what are you trying to do? Well, I'd like if if it's in line with what I'm doing, then I would love to assist you, and and I think that we can operate on that as we become more aware of what is it that I have been doing, what is it that I am doing, and then well, where is it that I see as a potential for me to go? What type of person can I actually
0: become? And is that is that what the questions are about? Like, did that bring us back to the questions, or what is it behind the questions?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's it's, 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 the questions is is a continuing when i when i was at, i would think it was uh twenty or twenty one i uh, I moved out of my house and into my van and uh, and I did this to travel looking for answers and i say i don't know what the what the questions are but i'll come up with the questions later and then I just started finding out questions and the questions are actually when I started this a few years ago, I was putting questions and i already found the answers to the questions so i for me but so I then started putting them out to make other people think, and and so a lot of the questions I do now is purely to make other people think. But then, in all honesty, at this point, I realized the other day, sometimes I post questions more out of habit. At this point, it's mm-hmm. just become part of who I am. It's a habitual behavior, and I when I just when I noticed that it's a habitual behavior at this particular point, I had to look at it, well, Is this a habit that I want to continue or should I stop it. And then I guess the, well, it's, it's helping me to elevate my consciousness. I think it's helping some other people to elevate theirs. Some of my friends that I communicate with, they have aha moments mm-hmm. as a result of my questions. Some people get offended and then they, they block me. That happens too. But overall, it's like I'm on, I believe I'm on a path of elevating human consciousness, assisting whoever it is that's behind bringing our consciousness up. I mean, we're not exactly in a caveman days these, day, these days. I'm not the most intelligent person on the planet. I, I would love to have a lot more intelligence, but um, at least awareness, consciousness, I think is, is more of awareness than it is intelligence, um, at least my perspective at this yeah, point.
0: Yeah, I, I agree completely. So is that the purpose of the questions then, to bring you and, and those that come across the questions more awareness? Is that really the yes. goal here?
1: Yes, elevated consciousness, expanded awareness.
0: So how yeah. many questions do you post today? Because I'm always seeing, like, th- there's David again. There's David again. There's David again.
1: It fluctuates. I, uh, I refer- I- I'm I at a point now, a lot of the questions I don't post on Facebook. I, I post them somewhere else just privately to myself because I-, I get to put in too many. I'm not on a schedule. If you notice, they never come at the same time. No, it's very, I don't know. Maybe they very do. Very random. They come randomly. Yeah. And, and it's like, so so I, I go based on a, a lot of um, intuitive things, what I feel compelled to do. I do a lot. And uh, and and sometimes they get, I'll be listening to some um, personal development audio tapes or whatever on YouTube. Actually, not audio tapes, but YouTube. And it's like, and then something that they say will actually trigger something in my mind. And I get an aha moment. And then sometimes I'll turn that into a question and I'll post it. Got it. Um, there were times in the past I was sometimes post 20 or 30 consecutively, and I, I realized, wait a minute, I'm kind of overwhelming people here. I really not, <laughs> ought not do that. But I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to minimize it now.
0: So what have you learned most from the answers to the questions?
1: Other people's answers or my answers?
0: Both. That's a, that's a, that's a great question back. So let's start with you what what have you learned the most? What have you learned the most from your answers to the questions? That's a good question. um well I guess if, if I would to, to com-
1: the thought that's popping up all my different, all my answers, all the questions, all the answers combined, the thing I've learned is that well, this is weird. Remember when, when I was a kid? As they said you can't teach an old dog new tricks. That was a lie, because I'm an old dog at this point, and I'm still learning. Yeah. And, and so, so, all combined, no matter where it, I don't know. Eventually, a person will get to a point where they can't learn anymore, and they can't probably and can't become more aware. But I'm I'm at a point now to where I I believe that overall, the core thing is that I can develop new awarenesses, new skills as I continue going forward. And I can also um be okay with what happened in the past. It's okay to know it, it's okay to not know it, it's okay to remember it, it's okay to not remember it, it's okay to experience the emotion, whatever the emotion is, including I mean love, you this is jumping again, because that's what I do, but you're all about love, you know, the the self love revolution. Yeah. Love has been the thing. I've had I've had more problems in life because over that four letter word than any other four letter word. Mm. Anyway. my uh, it goes it, i think it roots back it may maybe to before this lifetime, but definitely roots back to early childhood because it's like there was so much love in my in my family there there's never a doubt about love in my family, but yet there's also violence in the family. Yes. so love equates violence, and it's like, well, I don't want violence, <laughs> you know and i've refra- i've restra- i've refrained from that now. I will as a drywall hanger I did commit some violent acts against some drywall and some, some steel studs and wood studs and some other objects I would commit harmful acts to them very violent was taking out my frustration back in my, my teens and my early twenties and late twenties. But uh, but with other humans I'm I'm not a violent person. But I learned that love people that love each other, they beat each other. And that's not a good thing. So I've I've had problems in relationships because I couldn't even say the word love for the mm-hmm. longest long time. And I wouldn't allow myself to feel love and I wouldn't necessarily show the love in the right ways. So, it's like, so to me, sometimes just simply being there is demonstrating love. But sometimes a person needs more than just somebody just being there. They need certain words said and that sort of thing. Yeah.
0: And we ourselves just need to keep going back into our subconscious belief system and going, well, what what was put there? Do we still want it there? Is it useful? And if if it is great. And if it's not, how do we how do we switch it out? How do we reprogram it into something that will be more beneficial to us today? That, that's a that's a practice and a journey.
1: And the thoughts that are popping in in, in line with that and with what you said before is love. Uh, that's self, that's probably the greatest thing that I've learned overall is that love doesn't have to be demonstrated the way that I observed it and experienced it in my youth. That's right. Love can actually be a good thing. It doesn't have to be a bad thing. And, and, yeah. and it's like all cumulative. That's something that that's, I, I'm, I'm gradually learning is, uh, you know, love, love is uh, it's actually a desirable thing and makes, makes life worthwhile.
0: Love is everything. For for many of us, that's like at the very beginning, you know, the idea of why are we here? To me, that's why we're here, simply to love and connect with other people. If if we weren't supposed to be connected with other people and share share these experiences with other people, we'd all have our own planet, right? Six seven billion or so people on the planet. We're we're all here. There there are many more planets out there in the universe. We could all have our own planet, but uh. For whatever reason, we were put here together. And I think it's so that we can share love and share these experiences with each other. Yeah. So, so I wanna hear, so, cause, cause you made that good distinction. What did I learn from me answering them? What did I learn from other people answering them? What did you learn from other people answering your questions?
1: Their view is that their answer is the correct answer. No matter what their answer is, most people have a viewpoint, at least my opinion, my observation appears. Most people have the viewpoint, my answer is the right answer, everybody else, everybody else's answer is the wrong answer. And, uh, and you have two completely opposite answers to the same question connected right there beside each other, one on top of the other, posted on Facebook. They're completely opposite ends of the spectrum. Each one is 100% accurate from their own perspective, and I've learned that I have the ability, and I believe we all have the ability, to take a vantage point of observation, yes, from their perspective, they are 100% correct. This other person who has a different belief, different perception, yes, from their perspective, they're 100% correct. Both are correct, even though they're not in agreement, they're both correct, and they're both existing within the realm of potentiality, as originally designed. So we have the option, in my opinion, of the collective consciousness of humanity coming up to a point where we make a collective conscious decision to live in love and peace and joy. No war, no violence, just love, peace and joy. We have, in my opinion, based on observation and learning, as a a humanity, as a collective, we have the option of elevating consciousness to that point where we can make conditions a whole lot better for all of us here on this
0: planet so so what's your next steps now so your purpose so you figured out that your purpose here is to a combination of helping others elevate their vibration and doing that for yourself so how do you is is not that we yeah, there's this whole idea that we don't need to focus on how to just focus on what we're looking for but how do you do that
1: well see i am I'm, I'm of a point of opinion you do need to know how a person does need to have a how and and i was told so many times that you don't well it's like well okay but why i can have a million reasons why and i'm still doing the same thing it's like i got all that from when i was, I was a drywall hanger for a long time and it didn't matter why i was hanging a drywall i was still knew once i knew the how I, w- I was doing it according to that. Well, I'm currently, personally, I'm at a point where my career as a drywaller is pretty much ended, and I'm in transition, and it's like, okay, well, what am I going to do with the rest of my life, and how, how am I going to generate revenue, income for myself, and, and it's like, and, and how can I fulfill my what I feel is my purpose? So what I'm leaning toward doing at this point, I'm actually in the process. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm creating something I call the the, the question funnel. There's a, a little booklet but there's also a website and there'd be a whole lot of things. And I'm trying to fit. I'm putting it all together, but it's like, and I'm connecting it to a company that started a few years ago. A few years ago, I was, I had a vision of becoming a life coach for my new career. But then as I was practicing and playing with it, I was like, wait a minute. I really enjoy knowing the things and I really enjoy being able to do the things. But something I don't want is a schedule where I have to be someplace on a particular time. I want my freedom. And so I don't really match up to be a life coach. But I, I named the company Decisions Incorporated. And because it's like when I backtracked everything, ultimately, we're here because somebody made a decision. Let's say the <laughs> Christian teaching in part is true. There is an original. There is a, there is a something at some point that had consciousness, intelligence, able to, ability to make decision and imagine things into existence. Whatever it is, people call it God. God decided to create and then we became okay well then it's like on my things you know i decided and then i became you know so so i need a decision incorporated because no matter what in life everything incorporates decision so decision incorporated i wrote it up as um the it says decision it's a a, a description um the question follows a thought-provoking publication that's published and distributed by decision incorporated Decision Incorporated is a Florida profit corporation that's on a mission to help elevate human consciousness. And then I wrote what the book was for, and I'm I'm playing with that. But that's what I'm thinking is like work part-time as a life orientation coach because I'm more, I realize I'm more about orientation. That's what I've been, that's the problem that I've had most of my life that I've been trying to solve. Who am I? What am am I? Where am I? Where am I going? And I believe I can assist others in finding their own answers. So part-time is is that. But then there's also the big thing is with um, Decisions Incorporated, help life coaches connect with people that don't have life coaches, bring life coaching to society, hopefully find some people that are working at price price points that are affordable to the average working class person. I know a a lot of life coaches charge outrageous fees. It's like, okay, they... They may have the ability to help someone work through their stuff, but they refuse to help people work through this stuff because a lack of financial exchange. Well, that's kind of harmful to both in, in, in my opinion. So I'd, I'd like to get ultimately get connected with um, life coaches that specialize in whatever they specialize that can help people and then just promote them, promote their services and do the question funnel where it's kind of like a, a life coaching tool. Or a mindset development tool or lead generation tool or something, but, but it's at the same time where it, it's giving people something to talk about, something to think about, and helps them to make some maybe personal transformations just through aha moments. And
0: so is that it, online it, now? Can people go somewhere and check yet. that
1: out? I, I've got the domain name, thequestionfunnel.com, but if you go to at this present moment while we're recording this video, thequestionfunnel.com. I've, I've got it locked. You can't get into it without a, a password because I'm teaching myself how to, I'm trying to teach myself how to do that too. Maybe I can okay. get some assistance with somebody who knows how to build a website, but right so now, wait, wait, when
0: them. that all goes live, we'll do this again somehow or, or we we'll, we'll, I'll get a link out to to everyone. Uh, so that would be good. we can see what it's all about. It's really cool.
1: So the thing I'm working on right now is, is putting together the list of questions for the booklet that I want to put out with some advertisements. And I'm working on putting that website together and then I'll, I'm going to promote it. And I want to get connected up with different life coaches that are um, at different stages of the career. Some are like full advanced and some are just, you know, maybe just getting started. And then uh, there's everywhere I go, there's people that have something that they want to fix or improve or change about their life. And I think they could all benefit from from some coaching. So I'd kind of like to make that available to them.
0: That's an awesome mission. Everyone needs a life coach. Man, it helped me so much. And I know, and that's what I do, part of what I do. Uh, And I know it's bringing transformation to the people I'm working with. And I wouldn't have been able to do it without my coaches. And to bring that to more people, huge mission. I got your back. That's awesome.
1: Thank you. I I see us doing some things together. I I know a little bit about what you're doing, and I, I think you're doing a great thing bringing attention to love and self love because self love includes self acceptance.
0: Oh, totally. And, totally.
1: And that's something many of us were educated to not accept ourselves. Yeah. So you're you're um a solution to a problem that's that's uh, a very broad what from my observation a very huge problem in society is a lack of self acceptance, lack of self love, and what you're doing bringing awareness up and you have some techniques and t- that you help people to achieve that. I, I would like to assist you in, in bringing it to a greater audience.
0: Well, thank you for that. Thank you. I'm excited to work with you on more stuff. Let, let's let's this here be, be the door opening, the beginning. Um, more conversations, maybe that we're recording, share with people, maybe just you and me figuring things out. Um, share what you're doing and, and, and the question funnel. Share the self-love evolution. Um, so, yeah, do, do you have it? Do you want to share any contact information? I know the website's not up. Do you want to share anything with people? Or we'll well, just- the, the website, just go ahead and, and the, the
1: questionfunnel.com, make note of that. Check it out periodically. Soon there'll be something there.
0: All right. So maybe by the time you're watching this, questionfunnel.com. Um, if you want to know more about my stuff, selfloverevolution.com. Uh, and David, has been awesome getting to know you. This has been fun. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Jonathan. I've enjoyed it as well. And I'm looking to forward to a bright future. Like a Together. I've got a new friend and, and uh, somebody to collaborate with.
0: I love it. All right. Thanks. We will talk soon. We'll see everybody later.